This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I had plans. I, my plans were all set for tonight. Well, I was going to sit back, as I often do, and dedicate, I don't know, four, four and a half hours to a, a nine-inning baseball game. You know, I'm an old-school guy. I watch the World Series. You know, I'm like uh, I'm like uh, Randall P. McMurphy in uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. And at least you can you drink now. Watch. The World Series. You can drink now, and it helps you get through it a little bit, too. That's true. Well, I don't know if I can last four and a half hours if I'm drinking, so I might have to uh, lay off. But change of plans. I can't do it. I was going to do it. I can't do it. And and not because, you know, uh, Georgia is uh, um, is uh, Jim Crow on steroids, or Jim Eagle, as our absolute brainless buffoon of a president said, Jim Eagle. It's... <laughs> Um, or, or that you know Texas is participating. It's Texas against uh, Texas against Georgia, two places where they still practice Jim Crow. They have separate water fountains, separate bathrooms, separate schools. It's uh, yeah, separate schools. I Everything. can't support either of those places. You know they have poll taxes. They don't let black people vote. Um, but what really deterred me, changed my mind, is I found out from NBC that there's a glaring lack of black players in this World Series. That's the now I'd watched. Parts of the first five games, I was glad, I'm rooting for the Braves, I, I, I guess. I'm rooting for the Braves because of, you know, the way they treated people of Georgia. I'm glad for the people of Georgia. Plus, I like the tomahawk chop. I like the, the thing, the whole thing with like, ooh. Yes. Kind of cool. Anyway, but NBC News, as typical mainstream media outlet, says they watch, they watch this World Series. It's been a pretty good World Series. You've seen you know, stars emerge, no-name no guys. It's seen veterans and rookies and everything else. It's a pretty, been a pretty entertaining first five games. But no, 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 no. This is not how it works with the mainstream media. They look at this series and they say, oh, they count. This is what they do. And this is what all major networks, all media people for the most part, mainstream media people, whatever they do, whether it's you know at a, at a covering a school committee meeting or covering the world series. The first thing they do is count how many black people, how many white, how many Asian, how many, that's all that matters that they don't care about diversity. All they care about is, is superficial, immutable characteristics, black, white, Hispanic. That's all that matters to them. 
And NBC reported yesterday that this World Series has a glaring, that's their word, glaring lack of uh, black players. And they actually talked to like college black players, Marquise Grissom Jr. You know, what, you know what, what's going on here? Is it, is it racist? <laughs> yeah, it's racist. They're keeping black players down to uh, put Hispanic players from all over you know, the, the hemisphere on the field and Asian players, players from Korea and Japan. There's, if you watch the World Series, half the players are either Hispanic or Asian. And and they come from different Hispanic countries, and some, you know, some uh, some are uh, people of color. I guess I mean, they they appear to be people of color, but that's not good enough. They need to find a a way to divide everyone along racial lines. It's what they do. So I'm out. I can't watch this this display oh, of, just of, like of that? overt racism. Oh, just like that, you're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only. Oh, I don't even have the number. I'll get the number of black players right now there are 10 percent. the major leagues right now are 39 39.6 percent people of color um 27 percent latino 10 percent african-american and two percent asian so 13 percent of the public is african-american and 10 percent of the major leagues are african-american that's not good enough for NBC News. You know what, though? I, I, we've got another problem we got to talk about, and that is the NBA. The NBA has <laughs> got a big lack of diversity with 74% of the NBA population black. What I are we going to do about we, that? We need, we need some affirmative action. We need to have a certain number of uh, slots on each team for white guys. What do you think? Is oh, it too late? I don't Could think I... it's too late. And then the NFL, too. What are we going to do about the NFL? It's, 68%, a, it's a glaring lack of white guys. 68% I would say. of the NFL is black. What are we going to do uh, about that? I, I always say this when they bring up this story. Obviously, that's all, again, networks do is make everything about race. That's what liberals do. I always say, so the black people who are black guys who aren't playing, which brings up another question. Where are the females? Where are the transgender oh, no, folks? Now you're opening up a whole can of worms. I think you it, it, transgender folks are, uh, there's a glaring lack of transgender folks on the field for this World Series. If if you if there are ten percent black people black players in the major leagues, you want that up to thirteen because thirteen percent of the public. So what do you do? Do you do you tell kids black kids who don't want to play you have to play because you know what they're doing? They're playing lacrosse or they're playing they're playing basketball or football and they that's all they want to do. They're focusing on it or maybe they're playing the the trombone in the school band. They're doing something else because they think baseball is boring. That's the problem. I've seen it with kids, you know, white kids and, and, and other Hispanic kids. Uh, when, when my son was playing, kids lose interest because they think baseball is slow and boring and they have so many options, things they want to do. We didn't have that many options. When I was a kid, you just played baseball. It's what you did. And I loved it. And I come to think of it, my little league team, only had two black kids. That's not enough. That's There's a glaring enough. lack. On you got to go back team. in time and fix that. Yes, I should. I should go back. It must have been the, the coach. Uh, I, I mean, I think the coach was another Klansman, but didn't realize it at the time. But if they're doing something else, including playing another sport, running track, or playing lacrosse in the spring, what's the problem? Who cares? Isn't that good? Don't you want them have to have a choice to play what they want? Do they have to play baseball because? You think they're underrepresented in the game, in the sport? It just always seems bizarre to me. And the solution is 
they and and they pressure Major League Baseball, as you know. They they'll come up with some way that Major League can you know get more kids, more black kids playing baseball, and that's all well and good. But who cares? Again, who cares what race you're watching? You're watching. I mean, I just want close games. I want close series. I want game sevens. I want you know ninth inning guys on base. The whole thing coming down in one at bat. I want pressure. That's what I like. I, I enjoy. I don't sit there and say. Oh, wait a second. I mean, this is what it's like to be a liberal. You watch the World Series and you say, oh, my goodness, there's not enough uh, African-American players. That must be a sad way to go through life. But uh, what I don't understand is why these these uh, race baiting media folk want to take choices away from minority players or, or, or minorities. Why do they want why do they want, uh, um, you know, black Americans to why do they want to force them into into baseball if they don't want to do it? Why do they want to take choices away? It's a good question. Um, you know, they they they, <laughs> they talk about Marquise Grissom Jr. when he'd have a ride home from his youth baseball games, he'd be in tears because there weren't enough black kids playing. And of course, you know, racism reared its ugly head. His father was a major league player. <laughs> I assume he was fabulously wealthy playing in some, you know, suburb because dad was so rich and they probably had a big you know, house and everything, but he was crying because, because there weren't enough black kids. It's just so silly. I mean, the media are just so silly. And we'll get, you know what? I got a theme today because that's NBC. Uh, let me see who's uh, covering this thing for NBC. Uh, uh, somebody I never heard of, but um, NBC news. We often talk about the utter corruption, the immorality, the, 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 of the mainstream media, that uh, what they, how biased they are, how, how just uh, dishonest they are. Almost everything on my list today is um, uh, about NBC. NBC is the worst of the worst. Let's be honest. They have a a media analyst. I mean, a a media guy, an analyst uh, who does, I believe, like national security stuff. Ken Delanian who literally called, you'll like this, Carano, he literally called the Secret Service yesterday because of a gun store that showed an AR-15 that had uh, Let's Go Brandon engraved on the on the stock. You know, like, I mean, you can see a picture of it. He, he tweeted out a picture of it and said, I have notified the Secret Service. This is a media person, an alleged reporter. <laughs> And they're calling the Secret Service because someone wrote "Let's go, Brandon." It's words on the gun. It's words on a weapon. It's words. And, it's letters. And and it's not profane. You know, it's not obscene. It's not threatening. Well, even if it was obscene, why would you call the Secret Service? And and good point. I mean, you're a reporter. That's you, not your job. Calling the Secret Service. These are people that were perfectly fine with people holding up, you know, Trump's severed head or chanting or yelling F Trump or, you know, or when the motorcade go, went by, there was a woman at one time who tweeted out a picture of herself flipping off Donald Trump as his motorcade went by, and she was the toast of the town among the mainstream media. They're just total ideologues who can't stand this, this let's go Brandon chant, which, again, I said this yesterday, I didn't think much of it at the time. Now I think it is just, it's just absolute genius because of two reasons. It's not obscene, so you can't, uh, rationalize uh, taking it down or bleeping it out. And two, it's not just mocking Biden, it's mocking the media. The initial chant, which is still fine with me, the F Joe Biden chant, is what they were doing when the reporter from ESPN at the NASCAR event 
decided to cover for Biden, decided to uh, take matters in their own hands and lie and say they're chanting, let's go, Brandon, which obviously they weren't. But that didn't matter. Her job was to protect Joe Biden, to help Joe Biden. That's her, her, her mentality, her mindset when she's doing this. So it's not just mocking Biden, it's mocking them, which is why it's so brilliant and why it's driving them insane. I'll get you the picture because you'll, I mean, you'll laugh at the, uh, at the, uh, at the uh, reaction to this idiot, Del- Del- Delanian, whatever his name is. I thought he was a CNN guy, but I guess he's an NBC um, uh, analyst who calls the friggin' Secret Service. I mean, you go to your boss and you say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to call the Secret Service because a uh, I'll if you're a picture. reporter, why not just call the gun store and say, hey, do you want to provide commentary on why you're allowing? Do you think this might incite violence if you've got this uh, rallying cry of the right on your gun? Like, dude, that would be a reporter. Report on it. Ask some questions. Call the Secret Service. Oh, here it is. It's, 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 uh, he tweeted it under the um, from the account NBC Investigations, and it says gun dealers are marketing weapons weapon parts and ammo using the slogan let's go brandon widely understood as code for profanity directed at president joe biden and he's got a whole report on it and there's a picture of the uh i don't know if it's the handle i guess it would be the stock on the uh on the uh ar-15 with the carved in it uh let's go brandon does it where 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 it would touch your shoulder like where he has uh he has um, also F Joe Biden carved in the gun, but again, they're just words. Who cares? It's a, it's amazing how soft and how sensitive these people are when, you know, the guns are uh, figuratively trained on them. They just can't handle it. I love that the media is the, they have all the power to speak. They've got this huge platform to speak from, whether it's their newspapers or their, their online, uh, their online publications. They've got this huge platform, and they don't want anybody else to speak. They want to tamp, uh, clamp down on everybody else speaking their opinion. Uh, and, and, and and we will get to the to the Tucker Carlson documentary, which I saw. You've seen, yeah, and I I've seen, it. and it is amazing. The meltdown on the left. The meltdown from ninety seven percent of the melt- just from the just from the promo. They went crazy. It, just from the trailer, just from the trailer, which that drove montage, absolutely so insane. That montage it, that you had me get, that was from before the first episode was out, right? That was just before, the promo. Before, before the first episode, we play a whole montage of the meltdown among the media who are beyond jealous of Tucker. They just hate him. The rage they're filled with when any when he does anything, but he's he's, he's got a special out, a three-part documentary on January 6th. And before it aired, before anyone saw it, there was a trailer and there were literally reporters or analysts at networks calling for him to be charged criminally (laughs) for putting a documentary together, which we'll talk about. I want to get to it because it's just glorious. It's glorious to watch the meltdown on the left when someone dares to present an alternative point of view, some, a, a look at something unlike theirs that's that's all just we're taking a different uh, approach to this we're going to talk to different people and give you different angles and different uh, video and talk to people who are there that you have not heard from and they say whoa whoa can't do that we set the narrative and we've already decided it was a white supremacist insurrection and they were going to behead mike Hent, mike pence they were going to kill congress people and overthrow our democracy which was absurd from the beginning it was, the whole premise their whole approach was 
was laughable from the beginning, but here we are 10 months later with a different perspective and they are screaming as if, as if Tucker's calling, you know, for the assassination of whatever, of Nancy Pelosi or something there. They've lost their minds. We'll play that sound and we'll get to that. But we also have to get to the, uh, the world, uh, whatever we're calling it, climate summit, the COP. It's called COP. COP 26. Which stands for climate of something or something of parties, uh, Congress of parties or some stupid, an acronym, you know, abbreviation or initials, um, but which is just so silly. I do have to say they perform a great service. You get to see exactly how full of it they all are. But we'll give you some details on that. And we'll get to the Tucker uh, documentary and a whole lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA, membership required. And I want to start with the uh, COP, COP, whatever it's called, COP 20. COP 21 or COP something. COP 26 is the, uh, it's, it's conference of parties. Conference of parties. I think they perform a great service, and I'll tell you why. It is totally, it is mind-boggling, mind-blowing, the, the level of hypocrisy. And even a moron, even a sheep who thinks, you know, that you shouldn't use plastic bags or, you know, your plastic straw at Dunkin' Donuts is going to make the earth go on fire and we're all going to die. Even if you're a complete moron who just believes everything, you know, Al Gore tells you um, or John Kerry tells you, you can't help but notice just how full of it these people are. I believe the number I saw, the most recent number was 400 private jets landed in Glasgow. 400. There's a photo of it, like an aerial photo. From here to the, as far as you could see, just a line of private jets. These, there's 20,000 people meeting. And can you imagine just the, this, the stink in that room of these hypocrites and these liars and these frauds who know what they're doing is one big scam. They're just saying, I, we got ours. We fly in our private jet. We take our limos. Uh, Al Gore, Al, someone tr- tried to chase down Al Gore. And ask him if he, you know, why he uses 34 times more energy than the people in his neighborhood. You know, he's got this mansion and he's got SUVs, flies of private jets, this flim flam man who's made $300 million selling snake oil. He sold his company to uh, a, a Middle Eastern uh, company that, that is in the oil business. I mean, he made his money on oil. And all Al Gore does is talk about the evils of fossil fuels. They're all such hypocrites. John Kerry's the worst of them all. John Kerry flies in his private jets. He's got uh, mansions everywhere. He's got the big sailboat, the Scaramooch, you know, which, uh, you know, he tried to register in Rhode Island to save on taxes. I mean, they're such frauds and hypocrites. Nobody in their right mind can follow them, can believe them. There's one photo of Biden talking to Kerry and Gore. And I looked at that and said, can any, can you honestly think, is there honestly a single soul out there? I'll just stick with this country in the United States who thinks Joe Biden, John Kerry, Al Gore, 
gives a damn about the environment, like cares at all about people the environment. People do think that. Yes, I, I, I think people have convinced themselves of that. That's the problem. That's that's amazing yeah. that they see these frauds that live like kings, literally live like royalty, that do not skimp, that do not sacrifice anything. I mean, Biden's been in politics for most of his life, 50 years. He's got mansions all over the place in Delaware, on the beach and here and there. I mean, he, he has made a fortune. He had a uh, a caravan in Rome when he went to see the Pope of 80 five vehicles they, they he has quite the caravan in, in scotland too you can see it there's a photo of a video of his caravan it's like, 40 goes cars for like long. two minutes yeah i mean they they took what was the number of planes that like 20 planes to europe i mean th- these are not, these are people who a don't believe a word that they say about the environment we talk about this all the time with coronavirus the people telling you to fear to worry about coronavirus are not worried about coronavirus at all. Hey, many cases, these are the same people. It's all theater. There's a photo of these world leaders, and it's, I don't know who, Merkel and Macron. And they take a photo, uh, you know, group photo with the masks on. And as soon as the photo's over, they all rip the masks off. I mean, they can't do it quick enough. They don't believe what they're telling you. It's all, it's all crap. They're doing it for control. They want control. And if you're buying into this, then you're a moron for a couple of reasons. Um, a, they don't, they want you to sacrifice, but they won't sacrifice. And B, it does, it causes great suffering in parts of the third world because they're not developed yet. And what they're doing as, as, as a global uh, entity here, they're, they're trying to stop the development of third world nations. There are places in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa or, 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 or South America, where they can't build you no know, power plants. They they they're not they're not allowed to build power plants. So they have to continue to live uh, like you know they have in the last century, where we can do what the hell we want because you know we're there already. And I I retweeted a story this morning about how China just doubled its coal production. Double, that that's the reaction to this in, this nonsense in uh, in Scotland. Their reaction is doubling their coal production, and Russia is going to do the same thing. Nothing they do or say at this stupid summit has any effect on anything. If China and Russia are, or in Brazil, Brazil is also not on board. So these three major industrial countries, including the biggest, you know, China, they're not buying into any of this stuff. They're not going along with it. So how the hell? Is your sacrifice, if you're sitting here in middle America, going to affect anything? The answer is it's not. And you're an idiot to believe believe it will. So let's get to Biden. Let's get to Biden. The 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 guy, he's obviously a flim-flam man. He's obviously, you know, doesn't, uh, he'll, he'll try to sell you whatever he can sell you to advance his agenda. But the topic at, the, at this conference, basically, is the end of the world. We're talking about the world ending being in uninhabitable. You know, it'll, the temperature will go up and, you know, forests will burn and there'll be tornadoes and hurricanes and people will die. It's existential, as they say. It was so compelling, this topic, that our president took a nap in the middle of it. Our he, president he fell did. asleep yes. in front of the world. There are cameras everywhere. There are people everywhere. And this this empty shell of an old man couldn't stay awake for that, for, for, for the discussion about how the world is ending. 
And it was comical. It is kind of funny watching this, this old man, you know, try to, to pretend that what, what they're talking about is existential, but he couldn't pull it off. He was, too, he was tired. Um, and, you know, obviously the media will be there to defend him, protect him because they want you to buy into this whole scam as well. But before we play Kelly O'Donnell, we got to get to Kelly O'Donnell. I have to ask if you're in charge of this conference, if you're trying to sell the whole global warming hoax nonsense to the world, would you want Prince Charles as one of your featured speakers? I mean, well, these the people message. have these people have no shame. Like I, I, they, I guess they just look at someone who has a lot of power and who's in front of the media a lot, and they think if they if they spout off some nonsense, then people will follow them. And largely, though, they're right. I mean, this happens all the time. You have celebrities who tell you what Leonardo DiCaprio, or you know, right. or uh, or any other famous actors from the United States, if they're if they're on the the correct side of this climate thing, they they. People will follow them. People will spout the same nonsense. They will. It's it's scary how many people are not skeptical at all, who just buy into it and think, you know, if we don't do something, because I tweet about this all the time. I mock Carrie or Greta Thunberg and invariably I get these people, at least we're doing something. Well, what we're doing something. I mean, that's you know, they're, doing they're taking first class flights and staying if in it nice doesn't hotels. Have and... any effect on the temperature of the earth or doesn't stop you know whatever global warming what is the point it's futile so you're doing something so in, in other words it's just for show it doesn't affect it's anything theater. yeah uh, it's just theater and um prince charles to me is a disgusting human being he's not the prince who was you know banging you know underage girls with uh, on, on on pedophile island with jeffrey epstein that's a different prince but this prince and i'm pretty sure as we point out often that you know his parents were first cousins and he's kind of a mutant and he's not a very bright guy. He's not a persuasive guy. He's a prince. He wears a crown. He lives in a castle. You know, he, he, it's he, he lives this whole make pretend world like this, this, like he's in some friggin' Disney movie. You know, they have a moat. You know, and they and they they get around on a big pumpkin on a chariot with horses. And that I mean, that's the life this guy lives. He goes to polo matches and he hunts foxes. He doesn't. He's never earned a nickel on his own. He's never produced anything, created anything. He's never worked a day in his life. And there's a guy, I, I've retweeted him a couple of times, who tracks everything Prince Charles does, how many flights he takes, how many helicopters and private jet trips. He's gone, what is it, 120 million miles in the last five years on private jets. I can get the exact I thought number. it was 125,000, but maybe Under, it wasn't. Uh, what, what did I say, 100? You yeah, said million. Okay, someone said it was like I, half yeah, the distance. 120,000 miles. Uh, yeah, here's a typical tweeter at me when I tweet about whatever. It says, you're hating someone because they're fighting to make our planet cleaner and better. You're just mad because Greta got more attention than you'll ever get in your life. Go back under your rock. You're irrelevant. I'm going. So I'm pointing out what utter nonsense this whole LARPing exercise in, in Scotland is. And people say, we're trying to make the pan planet better. You are, and this guy's name is Jimmy. Jimmy, you're a useful idiot. You're an absolute moron. You know, go ahead. Thanks for listening, you know, though. Follow along, you stupid sheep. You know, I got to say, the the French really knew what to do about their monarchy, though. I wish the the uh, the the English did the same thing. But if you want to have a monarchy in a castle as a tourist attraction, which is essentially what it is, go for it. And even if you want to use the taxpayers' money to provide this guy a private jet and a limo and 
you know, a whole fleet of Range Rovers, you know, go nuts. It's your, it's your money, your country. But how can anyone allow this absolute moron to lecture us, lecture us about sacrificing, you know, for the earth, for mother earth, when we know this fraud flies everywhere in private jets or helicopters, has a, a fleet of, 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 of SUVs, does nothing, has the biggest carbon footprint probably in the world. Well, at least he created a lot of jobs, though, in his life. Uh, what jobs did he create? Oh, is he the one that created the, you know, the guards at Buckingham Palace? Is that because of him? Yes. I mean, All the, the industry idea, he created. I, I don't know if I could live. I mean, I've been to London. I've been to England. It's, it's fine. I don't know if I could live in a country that has a king and a prince and a queen. They talk about the bloodlines. Oh, and Meghan Markle's kid didn't get a title yet. I'm like, how can you not be repulsed by these frauds that, that sit there and, and live like they're in some kind of fairy tale? You want to do that? That's fine. But don't stand there, you inbred mutant, and tell me that I have to give up things for the good of the planet when you give up nothing. I, I can't stand these people. I hate Megan and whatever is it, Harry, Harry and Megan. Yeah. Harry and Megan and Prince Andrew, the guy who's, was Ep Epstein's buddy and, and, and Prince Charles, that moron. But when they stand up there and say, we have to, what, what, is, what was uh, Prince Charles's quote? We have to have a military style action. Yeah, I think it was something like wants that. to use the military. Let's, let's listen to this idiot. And you tell me, even if you're a big environmentalist, big, you know, even if you're sacrificing all kinds of things in your life to save the planet, uh, you really want this guy as your spokesman, <laughs> this guy as your leader? Let's listen to this, this inbred moron. Countries to come together, gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. Trillions. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. There you go, Prince. I, I, trillions. He wants to trillions. spend trillions, and he wants a military style. In a, he wants to use let's literally invade some the military. Places, let's invade some places and make them go green. I'm into and, it. And, and obviously, yesterday, what's his face? That idiot in Canada, Trudeau, said that they were going to eliminate fossil fuel production. They were going to eliminate it by, I don't know, 2030 or 2050 or whatever. It's all made up stuff. But he says, you know, they've curbed production. They're going to eliminate it. And sitting, if you're sitting in Russia or Saudi Arabia or Iran, you say, awesome. Canada's a, a, got plenty of uh, uh, fossil fuels. They're not going to uh, take them out of the ground anymore. Awesome. More, more business for us. I mean, they must just be laughing at this whole, this, this whole production in uh, Scotland as they sit back and, you know, crank up the, uh, crank up their oil production. But 
honest to God, you put a prince, a prince who's going to be king soon. You know what I'd rather there. do with the with the monarchy? Tell you, tell you we're going to spend trillions and we're going to use the military essentially to enforce these draconian you know, environmental measures. It's just madness. Have you ever been to like uh, strawberry bank here in Portsmouth or Plymouth plantation where they've got like the, the old original buildings of the, the original settlers in the, in new England. And they've yes. got actors who are reenacting what life was like. That's what I want the British monarchy to be. I want to see Prince Charles in an old castle with the old garb, just acting for, uh, for, for people. It'd be like, who it'd be like Braveheart. You'd have like yeah. long yes. shanks there. Yes. It'd, be, it'd be like Braveheart, right? They would dress that way. Yes. They would have to, they'd have to like, you know, take a dump in a hole in the ground. Yes. They would have no modern plumbing, no electricity. That's a good idea, Toronto. Uh, and, and they would live, they have candles. They would have no electricity. They would obviously they have had, you know, slaves and servants who do all their, you know, whatever they need. Scurvy, their teeth would fall out. It'd be yes. amazing. <laughs> And then they could go to war with France and someone yes. could behead Charles. It'd be awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see that. I just can't believe, you know, it's one thing for somebody to sell this snake oil. It's another thing for people to buy it, to actually buy it, to watch what's happening from, you know, these, these are betters, you know, our elites to go to fly there, to get in their limos and in their entourage, you know, into their caravans and then get out and say, it's an existential threat. If we don't do something now, we're all going to die. Okay, fire up the Gulf Stream. I got things to do. It's just such hypocrisy. It just amazes me. And I'll say disappoints me that people buy it. I, I often talk about, I have a niece and a nephew, big environmentalists, great, great kids. They live it. You know, I, I pointed my nephew, like makes his own clothes. He rides a bike to work. You know, he doesn't, he's, he, he composts. There's no waste. He doesn't waste anything. It's just what he believes. Same with my, they believe it. They live it. They live what they, you know, they walk the walk. They, there's not a hypocritical bone in their body. They're the people who should be leading this, you know, movement, not these frauds. It just amazes me that our president, by the way, I made a quick list of things going on in this country. So you're an average American and you're paying attention to, you know, you're trying to live your life and, and, and deal with all the, with, with the COVID restrictions, the crazy COVID restrictions. Maybe they shut down your business and you, you went bankrupt and you got a job and you're trying to put your kids through college or whatever. You're dealing with real world, everyday issues. You got things going on in this country. You got the invasion at the Southern border where a million people, many of whom have COVID are coming over, many, many of whom are, are, are bringing fentanyl. You know, cartels are sending drugs over the border. Our president's allowing it to happen. That's an issue. I think a lot of people see that. And they're disturbed. Uh, you got inflation. You got the price at the pump, gas prices. You got food. Uh, you got uh, a supply chain crisis. You got empty shelves as Thanksgiving and Christmas <clears throat> approach. You got crime spiking in cities. Murder rate is off the charts in many big cities. They're not only defunding the police in these places, they're firing cops who won't get a, a, a uh, vaccine they don't want or don't need. And you have mandates, COVID mandates, which are driving people off the jobs in these places, cops, firemen, nurses, we've talked about it a lot. You got education that's gone completely nuts with critical race theory and gender fluidity and everything else. You have lots of issues, kitchen table issues, and then you turn on the TV and maybe you watch, you know, the news for a few minutes and there's your president, this completely feeble, frail old man. And he's in Scotland, you know, talking about how we have to eliminate gas and oil and you're going what 
what, 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 don't you have things to do here? Don't we have issues here? It's just such an elitist, out-of-touch thing. People, they often have these polls of what concerns you, and they'll do the issues, top 10 issues. Global warming is never in the top 20, 10, rarely in the top 20. Average Americans don't give a damn about it. It's just a kind of a made-up crisis to get more control over you, and hopefully more and more people are seeing through it. That's my uh, my take on the COP summit, the uh, big global warming summit in Glasgow, 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 Glasgow. Um, but do we have Kelly O'Donnell? Because yeah, you want to hear her uh, make excuses? Joe Biden fell asleep. He fell asleep in he the middle his of his pants, and then he fell asleep. <laughs> That's you know, thick of it. He's That's all you need to know. He's he's living. He's like as someone said, it's like our president is a is a, is a toddler or a baby. He's now taking naps in the middle of the day and soiling himself. <laughs> He's actually not a baby. He's an elderly person, a very old man who has old man issues. You know, he has an accident now and then, and he has trouble staying awake, uh, even though the speakers are talking about the end of mankind as we know it. But anyway, let's listen to your typical mainstream media attempt to uh, spin it for the president. You know, he's, he, it was a lot of stress. You know, he's, he stayed up really late. Yes. So you can't blame him for nodding off in front of the world. But let's hear from NBC's Kelly O'Donnell. Yes, this Kelly. is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing, and in these settings, uh, cameras are all around, and the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right, these can be embarrassing situations. You have the contrast of leaders, including President Biden, calling for the urgency of these issues of addressing climate and uh, a moment like that in a session uh, can be uh, a political uh, obstacle for a moment. Uh, it is also true that the hours are long, the time differences uh, are real, and the president has kept uh, a rigorous schedule over several days, having lots of meetings and appearances and speeches, and uh, quite a late night last night. So he's elder, he's 79, late night, rigorous schedule. Have you ever seen the schedule? Some people tweeted out, uh, and granted, I mean, he's on an overseas trip, obviously, you know, met with his fellow Moonbat, the Pope, and now he's with all his fellow elitists in Glasgow. But his average schedule, he's got like one thing that goes on like in a day, and then he heads to Delaware to the beach house, uh, you know, for rest and relaxation. It's the least rigorous schedule I've ever seen a United States president have. Donald Trump did more in one day than Biden's done does like in a month. <laughs> I mean, he was probably all hopped up on questions. speed. He's probably all hopped up on speed, but yes, he was awake all the time. We knew because he was tweeting all the time. Right, uh, he, he, he didn't sleep even in the you know at two in the morning. This guy's sleeping in the middle of the day with the whole world watching. <laughs> the contrast couldn't be greater. Which I guess you know people who voted for this, they're fine with it. They don't mind an old, um, cognitively uh, struggling uh, commander-in-chief. I just don't think it's a very good message to the world. Is Here's our president who's uh, got the old man shuffle as he comes into the room and the old man shuffle as he leaves. It's one thing if that's a queen who has the crown her whole life and she's 100 years old. We just elected this guy. We elected a guy who is well past his prime. It's kind of scary and the whole world knows it now and you wonder you know, what they 
what the reaction will be in, in China and whatever, Russia, Iran, when they see <clears throat> just how frail our leader is. But <clears throat> all right, that is, uh, I don't even know when this thing ends. Do you know when this summit ends? It's got to end soon because they got to all fire up their jets. By the way, Jeff Bezos took his $48 million jet over there to talk about how we have to <laughs> do something about uh, you know, climate change. Jeff Bezos, I mean, the richest, not the richest, the second richest guy in the world, flies over there. I'm sure he had a whole caravan of limos waiting for him. Does anybody listen to people like Jeff Bezos or Prince Charles or Al Gore or John well, Kerry? Does anybody? I mean, Jeff Bezos more. I would, I, I would listen to him more than the other people. At least he's, at least he's been in the. At least he created a bunch of jobs. At least he's into like he's he built himself up. He created a whole industry. Like I, I would listen to him more. But you know, you know what his goal is now to stop you from doing the same thing. Oh, I to know. Strap I, you, I, I, yeah, to yeah, to, yeah. to hamstring you. He's got his, and he's going to do everything he can to hamstring you. I mean, especially if you live in you know in in Africa and you're trying to build a coal-fired uh, power plant to 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 fuel the the whole village. He wants to stop you and keep you living in the dark ages. That's his goal. Uh, but, so November twelfth is when this thing ends. Oh, so soon? November 12th. That's 10, 10 more days. days. Yeah. Imagine how many, you know, whatever, oh. uh, uh, bowls of cav pounds of caviar is being consumed and what it's like to get like a table at a nice restaurant. They all walk around saying, don't you know who I am? It's the kind of people <laughs> who are over there. It must be just, just you know, pathetic. But anyway, let's get to the Tucker thing because I'm glad to hear you saw it. Yeah. I have to say, this is brilliant on so many levels. I, I, I've tried not, I don't want to subscribe to any more things. I feel like I got too many subscriptions already. You know that feeling? I'm, I'm going to let all my magazines, most of my magazines lapse. I'll get into that another day, but every magazine has just gone woke. It's so, it's oh, just it's all so, garbage. Yeah. I mean, every, every runner's world, I described it. And all it is is how we need to have, have more, whatever, uh, minorities and running community and, the, you know, why can't we, uh, why aren't there more obese runners? And I mean, just stupid <laughs> stuff. It's all about including inclusion and diversity and all that. And I go, enough. I just wanted, you know, to read about, you know, runners like who run ultra marathons. Well, That's what fat like. runners like, are actually called walkers. <laughs> yes. And it's not good for you to be a fat. You must you know, lose a few pounds and you'll yes. find this running thing a hell of a lot easier. But I, I, I'm going to do that another day because I've, I'm I'm so tired of the magazine industry just going so far uh, to the left and so woke that it just it it just tedious and you, and, I, and you just look at it and say why am I paying for this crap anyway I, I don't want too many subscriptions I I lose track and I you know but and I was holding out on Fox Nation I was gonna, I'm going to wait on Fox Nation but this documentary about January 6th <clears throat> that Tucker and his team put together. I had to do it. I mean, I signed up yesterday. You get 90 days free, and then they start charging you. But there's lots of, uh, when I you know, logged on and looked at all they had to offer, there's lots of stuff on there, and I'll, I'll get my money's worth. But anyway, it was a great idea. It, was, it is a different look at January 6th. The mainstream media obviously speaks in one voice. They have one narrative. It is, it is all about politics. It's all about demonizing MAGA people, making them all seem like terrorists and insurrectionists. And, you know, they've told lots of lies about January 6th. As we know, you know, Brian Sicknick, the cop, they said was beaten with a fire extinguisher by MAGA people. They said the MAGA people killed the cops. 
They didn't. Much of what you've heard for the last 10 months on January 6th is fake news. It is false. This screamed for a rebuttal, a, another look, uh, essentially. As I've pointed out many times, it's like two journalists in America, Julie Kelly from American Greatness and Revolver News, who actually cover this thing fairly objectively. The rest just say these people wanted to kill Mike Pence, kill Congress people, overthrow a democracy. They never explain exactly how that would work, you know, how you would overthrow a democracy. It's just nonsense. Trump left the stage. They needed another villain. The villain became the insurrectionists. If you ever flip around the channels and flip on CNN, chances are like 98% of the time they're talking about January 6th. Still, it's all they do. I, I check them out all the time. It's all they do on MSNBC and especially CNN. So clearly there was a, a vacuum, a void there. You need someone else to tell the story from a different perspective. In steps Tucker Carlson. Now, me, lots of people don't have the juice to do this because they will literally cancel you if you were a smaller uh, uh, player, smaller entity in, in the media. They, you know, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the, you know, they will shut you down. They will literally, if you're a turtle boy and you do this, they will shut you down. PayPal will, will, will cancel you. You know, Bank of America will cancel you. Essentially, they don't allow lesser people in the media to even offer a alternative perspective. That's scary. That is truly scary. The point we've reached where we are suppressing um, dissenting voices. Just we must speak with one voice. We must all believe one narrative. Thank God for people like Julie Kelly and certainly Tucker Carlson, because I, I we haven't even I haven't gotten your take on this yet, but I'll give you my take. Yeah, is it was really interesting because there were things. There was first of all there was footage I'd never seen before. There is real clear footage of uh, the police, the Capitol Hill cop Bird. Um, was that his name, Michael Bird, the, think, the cop who shot? Uh, I'll check. But the yeah, cop Mike, who I shot. It, yeah, he's the one that shot. Uh, what's her name? Yes. Uh, uh, Ashley Babbitt. Yes, right. You can really see it. It's clear. It's it's graphic. I mean, he just pulls the gun, shoots her in the throat, kills her. She didn't have a weapon. No one had a weapon. The first uh, protester shot by a cop that no one in the mainstream media cared about. But anyway, there was footage you haven't seen before. There were witnesses you'd never seen before. And then there's the question, which he's we, I, he hasn't got into it too deeply yet. It's coming in the next. Uh, there's three parts. The next part is the FBI presence in the mob and just how much these FBI informants and FBI agents uh, compelled people to enter the Capitol. There were lots of people that just wanted to, you know, march and, and protest and all that. But then you had these guys. There's a guy named Epps uh, who is believed to be an FBI agent. He was not charged, even though he's in the middle of everything telling people, let's go, we're going to the Capitol, we're going to, and, and, and kind of leading the charges. Another guy we talked about on this show in January named John Sullivan. He's a Antifa guy. He's an, uh, an agitator, professional agitator. And he was there encouraging people to go in, enter the Capitol, break things, hurt people, whatever. He was an Antifa guy. Yeah. And he's in the middle of the mob. So if you 
ignore these people, then you're not telling the whole story. Agreed. I mean, and also also the federal uh, agents or supervisor who were supervising the, the feds um, who are part of that Whitmer plot is overseeing the investigation Good for point. January 6th as well. So there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot that the mainstream media did not want to talk about. Yeah, right, there's uh, the plot to, uh, the plot to kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer, I think there were 18 defendants, 12 of whom are yeah, FBI like two agents thirds, right. or informants. Right. <laughs> so two-thirds of the people involved in the plot were FBI. And when you first hear it, you're, all you're thinking about is these crazy you know, right-wing uh, militia guys. Yeah, there's some of them, but they're morons who were being led you know, by the nose by FBI agents. That doesn't seem like real solid, you know, law enforcement work. But um, this, it was only half an hour. I thought it was fascinating. I'm looking forward to part two today and part three the next day. And we know the media lost their minds, the mainstream media, the CNNs, even before it aired. I can't wait to see how they react now that it's aired. And Tucker dared to give you a different perspective, but... What did you think? Well, Matt no, actually, the thing that I thought was most fascinating is Tucker talking about things that the right normally wouldn't want to hear, and that is that the U.S. is funding and backed ISIS, Mujahideen, Al Qaeda. Uh, the U.S. Has, has funded both sides of um, skirmishes and uh, wars in in the Middle East, and that's not something that the right and military hawks usually like to talk about. But he he used that as supporting evidence for um, for elements of the U.S. government. You know, going uh, the starting, whole theme, these, starting this this type of plot on U.S. soil as well. The whole theme is we had one war on terror after 9/11, and now we have another war on terror. That one was looking outside. This one is looking inside. And it, it when you look back, we all were outraged after the towers fell, and we all kind of just gave our blessing to whatever overreach the federal government uh, did to stop you know, Al-Qaeda. We all, Patriot Act, let's do it, whatever it takes. In this case, it's they're using it. They're using this fake narrative that these idiots, these mega morons who climbed you know, the, on the balcony at the Capitol were going to overthrow the government. It's nonsense. And again, they say it all the time. We, we have a montage, I believe, where they repeat this all the time on cable news and mainstream media outlets, and they never explain exactly how. How was, you know, Viking man going to overthrow the government? They I think you get magical that. powers when you get you get in there. You get to vote people and put right. and move money and move tanks and all that stuff. You just magically bequeath. It, right. It's like some third world coup where the, the military, I mean, there's no military. Though. They didn't yeah. have weapons. It was an insurrection. It was an armed insurrection without any arms. Uh, they never quite explain that to you. And the other thing is these people are in, you know, Viking man, who's not going to come out of this like very well adjusted. He was already a little screwed up. He's been in solitary for 10 months <laughs> and, and getting abused. And if you follow Julie Kelly or revolver news, you know, these stories, these are political prisoners. They're being held in solitary. They're, you know, they, 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 uh, have to, uh, um, uh, confess all their sins to get out before these Obama appointed judges and say they have to denounce Donald Trump before they can be released. It's third world, you know, uh, banana Republic stuff, but it doesn't bother anyone in the mainstream media because they're the enemy. These are, you know, powerless people, little people, people who, you know, who, 
whatever, you know, lost everything in, in COVID and had, you know, like half of them are, are bankrupt or in debt. I mean, there've been studies of these, these MAGA people, they were struggling blue collar people who were very frustrated and they did indeed storm the Capitol, but many of them are being over punished or just persecuted because they support the because they're enemies of the, the Biden regime. But anyway, I thought this was really good. I look forward to part two and I look forward to the absolute meltdown from Jim Acosta and uh, you name it, all the, uh, you know, Chris Hayes and all these people who did not want to allow. I mean, they literally talked about how they should be, Tucker should be stopped by law enforcement (laughs) or by stopped by Rupert Murdoch from reporting this story from a different angle. So it's on their own platform. What were they expecting to do? The feds to go in and shut down the servers that are hosting this content? Like how, what they want to center, censor the internet? Is that what they're looking for? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I just tweeted out that thing, which I, I find amazing. I'm going to watch it again after the show where it's, um, it's a big montage of all these local news reports from around the country who say exactly the same thing about fake news narratives. They must be stopped. They're a threat to our democracy. And it's like a script they all follow. It's scary, this mentality, you know, this, this, this groupthink where anybody, and they all say this is extremely dangerous to our democracy, fake news. They don't want alternative points of view to be heard. They don't want, I mean, with the Tucker thing, you're seeing footage. Would you agree that you've never seen before? Yeah. You saw that leader of the the movement, this guy Ali. Ali Alexander. Ali Alexander. He's uh, he's he's a person of color. Would you say I a think person he's a of Muslim color? American, isn't he? I th- I'm pretty sure. And yeah. he and he laughs about being called a white supremacist. Yes. I'd ne- I'd never I'd never seen him before. Had you? I, I didn't know him. No, I didn't know that he was. And he is literally the leader. He's the one organizing the right. stop the steal protest. Who's accusing calls. you know the the Biden regime of of cheating, which you can't do. I mean, I'm surprised he was lucky. He said, "By the grace of God, I didn't enter the Capitol. I was over here with a group. We were protesting." So he's not in prison because he didn't walk through the open door of the Capitol. If he had. He'd be in prison, but he also ruins the narrative that they're white supremacists. Well, he, I also thought it was interesting too that he talked about being on on lists after 9/11 too, as a Muslim as a Muslim Good American, point, yeah. and he's equating it's the same thing happening. And so, if you supported uh, in you know around, after 9/11 targeting Muslim Americans, um, then you did this. You put the power in place that are allowing them to 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 the government to target people who have a different ideology now. You right, he's on watch lists or no fly lists. <clears throat> he was on. You know, 20 years ago, because he was a Muslim American, and now it's because he supports Trump and was there on January 6th. But do we have the montage of the media meltdown before this even aired? Just the trailer, a minute and a half, uh, a promo for this documentary appeared on Fox News. I do. You want to hit Shea before we uh, do that, though? Shea, we'll play this because it's hilarious. It is hilarious how uh, frightened they are that. Tucker Carlson and Fox News might present a, a different narrative than the one that they're so invested in. But uh, we will get to that after I tell you about Shea Concrete. You know about Shea. Shea has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. Or if you're building a new home or you're remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit 
your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town. Shake and remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. You know what? Removing stairs is tough. They're really heavy and awkward, but you don't have to do a thing. Uh, Shea will take care of all that for you. You can sit back and watch them. Sit in the window and watch them as they upgrade the look of your home. When they're done, they'll have a great new entrance to your home that will add value. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and also check out their precast days. That means you can stop in one of their plants. They're all over New England and you can learn about the business, whether you're an engineer or a customer, you can stop in there and they will, uh, they will school you. Yeah, and you'll the, get, there's free food, there's trucks, uh, ooh, food trucks, food all trucks. sorts of stuff. Love uh, food trucks. So today it's in Rochester, the Friday it's uh, in Wilmington, and then um, the Callahan show will be at the 11-12 one in Amesbury. We will be there in Amesbury on November 12th, day after Veterans Day. I'm looking forward to that. That's precast days at Shea Concrete. Check it all out at shakeconcrete.com. So we will lose the stream in about four minutes, uh, but that's fine. If you want to, we can continue. I'm just telling the audience who's watching us that we might uh, we might lose it if we go along. All right, let's listen to this montage from the mainstream media as they melt down over this uh, three-part documentary that Tucker has uh, done. And, and you'd agree that it's pretty well done, wouldn't you? That I the, agree. Technically, whatever. It, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It looks good. It sounds good. It's well written. Tucker's the writer. There's a whole team on it. But this is a is a game changer. Not just because there's whole new, as I said, new footage, new witnesses, new new uh, facts that have been ignored or suppressed, but new because uh, it, it a game changer because it shows when the up when the mainstream media loses their mind. Doesn't it make you want to see what they're losing their mind about? They can't handle when the narrative is taken away from them. They want to control the narrative and make sure it's all about those evil MAGA guys and not about the federal government, not about the FBI. And Tucker has taken that control away from them, and they can't handle it. But this is before it even aired. This is the mainstream media reaction to the trailer. Tucker Carlson has created a terrorist recruitment video. Fox TV branching into fantasy programming. A new series from Tucker Carlson traffics in conspiracy theories surrounding the insurrection on January 6th. Tucker Carlson attempting to rewrite history around the January 6th insurrection. Tucker Carlson makes a tribute video to the terrorists. Tucker Carlson is hitting a new low, completely rewriting the history of the Capitol insurrection in a way that defies belief. Tuckums previewed a documentary that goes beyond the usual Daughters of the Confederacy rewrite of the January 6th insurrection to shameless lying and conspiracy mongering. Tucker Carlson is leaning way in to uh, disinformation regarding January 6th. And it's kind of terrifying because uh, what he's putting out there is just going to lead to more violence. It might be Tucker Carlson's most dangerous moment yet. Fox News' right-wing host is taking his assault on democracy to terrifying new heights in a brand new series promising to tell the truth, he says, about January 6th. It actually appears to be nothing but a war on the truth. It's filled with lies about what led to the riot and the prosecution of the rioters and even includes a blatantly false assertion that the Capitol riot was a, quote, false flag operation. 
So this goes on for another minute or so, but like, did they get, did they get some sort of copy that we didn't Memo? get? Yes. No, 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 no. Like, they didn't did, have to. They just, they just made this shit up then. This was from I, the promo. I, I was hoping you get to the part where the guy says, oh, I this keep going criminal. I want him to, I All don't right, even here. know which guy it is. Probably the Kendallian says it's criminal. Here, so here. they would like, they would, if they had their way, they would criminalize what they call disinformation or misinformation, which is an, another word for an alternate point of view that they disagree with. So they want to criminalize it. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect the way they just lose it because someone dared to challenge their narrative about a pretty consequential day. You must admit, it is amazing that he, that he played some of it and we've seen it. Media people saying it's like worse than civil war. I mean, worse than 9-11. Worse than 9-11. They memed insurrection into existence. There is no way this is an insurrection. I mean, they did right. they did bad stuff. They shouldn't have gone in the capital. That riot shouldn't have sued. No one should have died. All that stuff is true. But this was not an insurrection. And they memed that into existence. And that is the rallying cry of the left right now. And, I mean, do you remember when they stormed the Capitol during the uh, Kavanaugh hearings? They literally went right into the hearing. There were senators sitting there doing business, you know, yeah. doing the, the hearings for Kavanaugh and the crazy uh, anti-Kavanaugh crowd, the pussy hat, pink pussy hat wearing you know, lunatics, went right in and disrupted the, the hearings. And you know what? No one really thought that much of it. It was a protest. It was out of control. They, I don't know how many got arrested, but they kicked them out and they kept, that happened, you know. They didn't kill anyone, and neither did the MAGA people. Again, they're idiots. They shouldn't have done it. The guy took took, took the podium and climbed the thing. They, they they should have been punished. They should have gotten. They shouldn't have broken fined. windows and broken doors. They right. shouldn't have done any of the vandalization. They should have been stuff. charged for that with that, not with you know overthrowing our democracy, which is utter nonsense. But I wanted to see which one of these uh, mainstream media lunatics said Tucker should be criminally charged. That's my favorite part. Do you want me to hear, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, go, keep okay, going. I like here, this. Here false flag. Anytime you don't like what your people did, you claim there was a false flag. Tucker is peddling some deeply dangerous propaganda that the insurrection was actually a false flag operation. What uh, Carlson is doing is unforgivable and, and, and really just uh, horrible. I, I want to say criminal, but technically that's not true, <laughs> no, not uh, although maybe it should be. Tucker Carlson is inciting violence. Isn't this just an incitement to another January 6th? Mm. Is that what Tucker Carlson wants? What Tucker Carlson is doing is going against the American people. The Murdoch family, which controls Fox, is cashing in as American democracy is being set ablaze. Why does Rupert <laughs> Murdoch want to destroy America? The Murdochs <laughs> and Tucker Carlson, their primetime pyromaniac, appear to be hell-bent on dragging this country into a civil war, Jefferson Davis would be proud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, if anybody's going to cause a civil war, it's the media lying over and over. It's the government and the media right. lying. That's what's going to cause it. Right. That's, that's Jesus. part of the motivation for these people. Is they're disgusted with the lies and the idea, you know, they came up with a coordinated thing, you know, calling it a big lie if you challenged the election, which is what they did. Four years earlier, which is what Hillary Clinton still does, says it wasn't legitimate. The election was stolen. And people say it all the time. Stacey Abrams still says it. She lost by 50,000 votes and for the governorship in Georgia. She still walks around and says they stole it from me, which nobody cares. It's fine. It only became, you know, uh, an offense against, you know, the country, hell, a criminal offense because they 
the, the, the media bought into the narrative that they had to protect Biden and they had to uh, delegitimize the MAGA people. So if you mentioned you know, election integrity, if you mentioned stealing the election, they couldn't, they didn't want to refute you. They wanted to shut you down. They wanted to literally use their friends in, at big tech to shut you down, to deplatform you completely. They can't do it to Tucker. They would like to. And it drives them nuts. The problem with the MAGA people, though, is they're really, uh, they're not doing themselves any favor. Like, they're calling themselves Trump people is, they're, it's a cult of personality at that point. They're just doing what the left wanted them to do. Now they're associating themselves with Trump. They should they should associate themselves with some sort of ideals or value system and not right. a person. Well, that's the beauty of Ron DeSantis. I think he has the same policies. He just doesn't bring the baggage, which is why lots of people like me support him. It'll be refreshing to have a guy who's not tweeting dumb stuff and who's not, you know, doesn't have a lot of, you know, checkered history. I mean, they, they, they don't know what to do with DeSantis. They, that's why they want to stop him now is because he's a great candidate, a military guy, you know, a smart guy, good looking guy who doesn't have the baggage. He just has the same, has the MAGA policies and he's a fighter. So people like him anyway. That whole thing you just played was before the episode. It's so man. ridiculous. Before. <laughs> None of them had seen it. And they're all talking about disinformation and why the reaction of one woman on network TV, why do the Murdochs want to destroy America? <laughs> I know, I know. What? Destroy America. That's their perspective on a documentary about a, a day, about an incident, about a about a a, a, a riot. They've tried to they've they've tried to explain it to the to the American people for ten months that it's an insurrection that they want to destroy the country that these are uh, evil rotten uh, white supremacists. Tucker presents an alternative, so it's like ninety nine against one, and they don't want to hear from that one. They want to stop him. They want to charge him criminally. It's bizarre. I gotta you know salute. The, it's good, but. It, it's not that good where the where it calls for this kind of meltdown. You just have to absolutely tip your cap, to Tucker. It's brilliant. It's brilliant the way he has got these a holes to just completely lose it. I'm telling you that if that's I, I think that's one of Tucker's goals, you know, to get these people to lose their freaking minds, and he has done it. Trump did it for four years, and now Tucker's taking the baton, and he is breaking these people. They're absolutely broken. They're losing their minds. They don't know what to do. They're screaming and begging Murdoch to, to, to stop, you know, their, stop his guy who has probably brought in more business than anybody in that, in that company. And uh, I'm looking forward to part two. I think it's uh, dropping this morning, Carano. Uh, yeah, it was up when I watched part one today. Um, it's it's good. It's just different people I've never heard from, never seen. And I mean, there's no doubt that there were feds in the crowd. There's no doubt that there were informants, that there were agitators who were there to push these people to places which would, you know, result in the kind of the the kind of criminal activity we saw. And you know, um, they mentioned John Sullivan. You don't hear anything about him in the media, even though he's been cr charged criminally. Even though he has a long history of agitating, even though he's a Antifa guy, you don't hear much about him because he doesn't help them no, with their narrative. Not. But no. uh, it was good to see him mentioned and and the Epps guy, the FBI guy. They're just telling you things that the rest of the media won't tell you. And uh, I thought it was terrific. But anyway, I'll be watching that because I can't watch the World Series because there just aren't enough African-American players 
it just you know ruined it for me there's all kinds of people of color from all over the world there's a very diverse uh both teams are very diverse but not enough not enough for me i don't care i don't know about you but you know clearly major league baseball is racist plus you know georgia against texas i don't like it so I'll be watching Tucker and uh, enjoying that. But uh, okay. all right, we shall leave it there. Karan, anything else you wanted to say? Because, you know, you saw it too and you you uh, you felt kind of like the way I did. Did you not? I I mean, I, I, it's, it's just a, so they, pr- he produced, it's a very overproduced product, right? And yeah, use, I would agree. And use the same, like, uh, same stuff that you'd, you'd get from, from leftists as well. You get like the swooping, um, very dramatic music and all that stuff, and the super cuts, the fast cuts, and stuff. So whenever but I you see know what that, they I'm don't like, have they don't have like real. They don't recreate the scenes. You ever see documentaries yeah, yeah, that yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably should have done like, that. Crime things they have yes. crime, and they'll show whatever some girl walking down the street, and they'll show a bad guy come up behind her, and they're all actors, like unsolved mysteries, and that what they did yeah, yeah, on the yeah. TV show right back in the day. Uh, but. Those, I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that he talked about the war on terror, as I mentioned before. But I, my my continuing thoughts after this is if you supported the Patriot Act, if you supported the surveillance state, if you supported targeting Muslim, Muslims after 9-11, you're the fucking problem. You did this too. I'm not pointing at you, Jerry Callahan. I'm pointing at you. I did, the, the though. War. I mean, I, I admit but, it. And lots of people did. And they look back and the, they said, the, this, po- this is a power issue. This is a power issue. It's the state is so powerful now that if it wants to target you, it can. And the media is going to be complicit because they're just an arm of the state at this point. And it's very scary. Uh, it's very scary. It, it's I am I am. I've said this a few times on the show, but I am absolutely considering moving out of this country when 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 you retire and we're done because I don't like the way. Even if other places in the world are less free, they also have less powerful governments that can target you. Like you can you can kind of stay hidden. You can't stay hidden in the United States anymore. Where, if they, where if they want you, you they're going to get you. Where will you move? Canada's like, worse. Oh, I know. I never like Costa Rica, one of the one of the Central American or South American countries where at least you can pay people off or at least you can hide. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I want to go to Costa Rica. It's just I mean, I like I like the beaches and I like the, oh, know, yeah. like the, the bike rides and the, well, you got beautiful the mountains. You got nice cities. You've got huge coastal area. You got jungle. You got a nice temp, a nice environment, uh, um, temperature. It seems what about like a Belize. Good place. Belize is a place Maybe? where expats go running from uh you know something or even They're parts pretty- of parts of mexico too with a lot of expats there it's a very cheap cost of living you know as long as you're not in the the places controlled by the cartels you're probably I just say you get, it's easy to get some fentanyl if you feel like you <laughs> yes. know doing a little fentanyl I but uh, I, don't. I don't think uh yeah i think uh i think it's too late for me to move out of the country i, mean, I get it uh just go if you're uh, i would say i highly recommend if you retire someplace it's either new hampshire or florida or right. maybe both or um, both, right? It's just, you know, someplace that's a little bit freer that does push back against the feds um, is a better place than being in Massachusetts, I think. It's a good question. It is scary when you think like that and you think and you see this documentary, you say, wow. I mean, the power of the federal so government powerful. when it's working in cahoots, in coordination with big tech and big media, it is chilling when you think of the, the, the you know, like some powerless, whatever, plumber. And he's a MAGA guy, and he's frustrated, and the government shut him down, and whatever. The kids are, you know, these schools learning about whatever gender theory, and he's just frustrated. And what he does is he goes to a protest, and the next thing you know, he walks through the open door of the Capitol, and he finds himself in solitary, and his life is destroyed. I mean, destroyed. No more business. All his money's gone. He can't afford a lawyer. It's, it is a little scary what the power structure, what the most powerful people in the world have done to these little 
powerless I people. Saw, I saw this firsthand. So you know the government is um, it feels really threatened with Bitcoin, with cryptocurrency in, in general, because it it's a it's a it's it's money outside of the the federal system. And I saw this. Ha so I was early there in in, uh, in blockchain technology. I've seen like people I know were imprisoned because there weren't there weren't any really rules guiding it. So they would just call them money launderers and go after them and put them in prison for years. And or if you look at Ross Ulbricht is another people. I bet though if you've ever heard that name, it's the guy who who ran the website Silk Road, where it was just a marketplace where people could use Bitcoin to buy to buy stuff. And some of those things were were illegal things in terms of what the U.S. government considers legal. So like drugs and things. But they, the federal government painted him as someone who was putting hits on people, and he never did that. They they used that to create a media narrative so they could use that against him when they when uh, when they brought him to trial, and he was convicted something like three life sentences. And there's no he, all he did was run a website. He ran a website. He wasn't dealing drugs. He ran a website, and he's in jail longer than murderers and rapists. It's crazy, right? <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of rapists, the. Uh... The mother of the kid in the skirt who raped the girl in the school in Loudoun County, she's speaking out. And she said her son's not transgender. He just wanted sex. Are you so, kidding me? So he put on a skirt so he'd get in the girl's room and have sex. And then he was sent to a different school and he did it yeah, again. Two rapes, by the way. That's, let's, let's call it what it is. It's two rapes. Two rapes, which were covered up by the uh, the leftists in the, on the school board and the superintendent. And you know what? I'm hoping... Obviously, it's an awful story. Obviously, I figure, my heart breaks for those girls and their families. It must have been so frustrating, maddening, infuriating when the when the people in power covered it up, covered up the crime against your child to protect their radical transgender policy. But today, you can have your revenge. Today, your voice will be heard. Get out there and vote for Youngkin. Defeat that sleazeball Terry McAuliffe. That will resonate around the country it's a big day in virginia and i'm just hoping people get out there and vote for the good guy and vote and vote against this this creep mcauliffe who uh who is so desperate he brought out the head of the teachers union <laughs> to be a featured speaker for him yesterday and i'm thinking that's your idea that's yeah, on the last day of the campaign you want a teachers union woman uh this this woman who shut the schools down for a year plus She's your surrogate on the last day of campaigning. You go for it. Well, Kamala There's Harris didn't, didn't work to rile up the crowd there. Got to go he somewhere. Out, he brought out Obama, Biden, Kamala Harris. Big guns. And, and, and right now he's trailing in the polls by anywhere from one to eight points. They will, you know, McAuliffe will certainly do his best to steal it, but uh, hopefully he will fail. And tomorrow we can, uh, we can salute the people of Virginia for actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking action against these these people who covered up the rape, two rapes of a child. But we'll see. We'll see. Good luck to to Glenn Youngkin. Youngkin. All right, Carano, that will do it. We went way too long, but, uh, you know, had to get these things, had to get these things off our chest. Ah, so people uh, like it. We uh, shall leave it there. Thanks to everybody for listening, for watching, for commenting. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. Matthew, is it Matthew Carano? Yeah. Yeah, full name. Matthew Carano on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show, The Callahan Show, on Twitter. We uh, Carano posts lots of clips from the show and other other fun things on Twitter. So follow all of us on Twitter. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.
Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.